High School Holla. Holla, Chicago! Welcome back to another Saturday morning edition of the H2S2 High School Holla Sports Show. I'm Stephen Spoon Ramsey, representing this morning for all of my historical black college and university sisters and brothers from across the nation. Gotta give big hollers to my broadcast brothers, Craig C.W. Wallace and Captain Kurt Curtis Randall, both proud alumni of HBCUs. Captain Kurt went to Central State representing for the Marauders. C-Dub and myself proud representatives of Florida Agricultural and Mechanical University. The Rattlers in the house. Also want to say a big holla and hello to my HBCU brother from Howard University, Eric Grant. And to all of my HBCU sisters and brothers heading out to the Chicago Football Classic this afternoon. My HBCU experience with something like this on football game day. That's right. Big hollers out to the former president of Florida A&M University, Dr. Frederick Humphrey. He made my college HBCU experience wonderful. So make sure we support HBCU and expose our young people to the rich tradition behind attending a historical black college and university somewhere across the nation. They're calling out to our students here in the Midwest. At our high school holler sports show, you can also follow us on our social media pages. Holler at us on Twitter and Facebook at Urban Fieldhouse. Let us know what you think. Let us know your HBCU college experience as well as your high school experience. We want to hear from you. On today's show, the H2S2 show wanted to give our younger listeners some insight on college recruiting. So we talked to a great friend of the show, Toy Baylor of Baylor Youth Basketball along with some college recruiters and coaches who gave us some great info you can use to get seen by a college. We hear from an incredible woman with an incredible story who serves both as a coach and a referee in this edition of the Coach's Chatter. We also take a look at Title IX and talk about its effect on our young sisters in sports and what it does to show how Chicago girl athletes rock. Also, we'll tell you about this week's H2S2 Game of the Week. We'll be covering it later this afternoon. We have an H2S2 scoreboard to catch you up on how your school or squad represented this week. That and much more. But first, let's talk about the rough week in high school football. Man, if you hadn't heard, Whitney Young Dolphins dropped its football program. Then CPS announces the start of flag football. And then later in the week, Thornton forced to forfeit a game due to an IHSA violation. Man, 
Just to kick things off, just two weeks after forfeiting the towel, young officials canceled the football season because of dwindling rosters caused by injuries and academic struggles. Now you know that's unlikely for Whitney Young. Young principal Dr. Joyce Kenner confirmed the decision earlier this week on Tuesday, adding that she spoke with the players, and it was a tough decision, but obviously there were some sad faces, but I know everyone agrees that it was the right decision. Let's get behind Whitney Young. Then CPS announced that it is going to start a flag football program. Can you believe that? Flag football in the place of big time football? That is a Tough decision right there as well. We really gotta support all of our area high schools and make sure that we are behind these young people in their endeavors to better themselves. You gotta remember, sometimes these sports help gain further insight. So young people, the word student athlete carries a huge responsibility. You have to be a student before an athlete. We in the community have to be more encouraging and support our area schools. No one should have to drop a program for any other reason than lack of players. Uh, truly, it's a big issue in Chicago as we had 11 schools that dropped football this year. So we got to pick up the slack there and make it happen for our area high school. You can find ways to support by donating your time, talent, and resources. Visit the Urban Fieldhouse Foundation website at urbanfieldhousefoundation.org for more information on how you can help our area student athletes and athletic programs. On the other side of the break, it's the scoreboard checking out scores from Thursday and Friday's games, and we preview the feature matchup for the H2S2 Game of the Week. Holla back right after this. High School Holla. Are you looking for ways to reach new audiences and increase your clientele? Then let Urban Fieldhouse Media help you. We provide great packages that will allow your business to grow by serving as one of our sponsorship partners with any of our shows, such as the one you are listening to now. If you are interested in becoming a sponsorship partner, please contact Urban Fieldhouse Media at 312-772-5003 or by email at info at urbanfieldhousemedia.com for further information on our rate packages. We have opportunities for all size businesses, both local and national, to grow by reaching diverse audiences through our creative programming. So join us today and let's grow together. Yo, 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 what's up? Are you a sports fan that feels short of your athletic skills? Do you want to impress your family and friends with the knowledge of the game while in the stands or roaming the sidelines? Well, the High School Hall of Sports Show is looking for you. We are seeking dedicated students from all over Chicago and the suburban high school area who are fans of sports to join the H2S2 Sports Reporting Crew. If you want to be a part of the H2S2 Reporting Crew, here's what you need to do. Send an email to H2S2 at urbanfieldhousemedia.com. Again, that's H2S2. H2S2 at urbanfieldhousemedia.com and in the subject line type, I want to join the H2S2 reporting crew. And in 100 words or less, tell us about your high school pride and your high school mascot and which team you would like to represent. Every email will be reviewed, so don't hesitate or wait. The deadline to submit your email is Friday, September 30th. Here's the chance to join the H2S2 reporting crew and to get signed up for your school because you never know if we will be at your school next. Tune in every Saturday night from 6 to 7 p.m. to the high High School Holla Sports Show. Man, get up out of here. High School Holla.
Welcome back to the High School Holler Sports Show. Time now for the H2S2 scoreboard. Brought to you by 100 Watt Lights, Gears, and Accessories. With artwork designed with a positive message inspired to protect the children. Find out more about them and their organization at their website, 100wattlights.org. Kicking things off our Thursday scores. We have the King Jaguars, 6-point winners over the Harlan Falcons, 22-16. Sullivan with a big win over Clemente, 40. 9-12. A tight ball game between the Farragut Admirals and Crane Medical Prep. Farragut Admirals win it by 131-30. Lincoln Park shutting down Lakeview 46-zip. North Chicago 10-point winners over Grant 27-17. Big shutout Thursday night win for the Simeon Wolverines over Taft 40-zip. Two forfeit wins. Little Village defeat Tilden by forfeit and Curry defeats Whitney Young by forfeit. As we mentioned earlier Whitney Young Dolphins dropping their foot Football program this week down to Friday night scores. The Abinson Vikings 34, Prosser 20. The Vikings winners in that. A battle of the Noble Street Charter Schools. Chicago Bulls shutting out Pritzer 30 to zip. The Battle of the Warriors. Salario Sun Warriors taking on the Western House Warriors. The Sun Warriors victorious in that one 41 to 6. Kelly shutting down the Bogan Bengals 14 to zip. Mathers winners over Collins Academy 31 to 6. Morgan Park big winners over the Brooks Academy Eagles 55 to 6. Phillips with a shutout win over the South Shore Tars 41 to zip. Al Rabby shutting it down big over the Chicago Vocational Cavaliers 66 to 6. Now we move into some Catholic League action. Loyola versus St. Rita Mustang. This was supposed to be a great battle in the Catholic League. The Ramblers beating the Mustangs 34-14. Montini, 56-27 winners over De La Salle. Maris, big winners over St. Patrick, 56-7. St. Ignatius, 27 better than St. Francis, 30-3. St. Lawrence Vikings shutting down the Leo Lions, 55-zip. Mount Carmel, 49. Brother Rice Crusaders, 14. Fenwick, 47. And Merriman, 36. Down to some suburban action. We have Hillcrest. Big winners over Bremen Braves. 68 to 22. Winners. Revis 30 over Green Park. 13. TF North 42 to Argo Zip. Tinley Park 24. TF South 21. Close game. And also in the suburban league action. Oakline Richards 34 over Blue Island Eisenhower. Three for the Lincoln Way schools, Lincoln Way East. This was a big win for them 29 to Homewood Flossmore, seven. Lincoln Way Central 57 to 14 over Stag. Lincoln Way West 27 to 13 winners over Sandberg. And Lyle Bennett beats Marion Catholic out of Chicago Heights 49 to 13. Gotta mention one far south suburban score, Kankakee Blanken. Rich South 52 to zip. Always remember if you miss any of the high school scores from around the city of Chicago or the surrounding suburbs, you can visit our website, urbanfieldhousemedia.com. The H2S2 scoreboard has updates in other sports and most other games that took place throughout the week. Also, you can check out those games being played right now and later today. Our H2S2 Game of the Week features two schools from the Chicago Public League 
intra-city conferences. Representing for the Intra-City 5 Conference, the Noble Street Butler Lynx take on the Chicago International Charter School Quest Warriors repping for the Intra-City 4 Conference. The Butler Lynx enter this afternoon's contest an overall record of 2-3, and three, giving a forfeit win over fellow Noble Street School College Prep and a big 30-18 win over Munchen College Prep. The Lynx would then lose two straight before entering this afternoon's game, falling to DRW College Prep in a close win 12-6 and also losing for Noble Street Rounder 22. To six. Later today, the Butler Link look to pull even in their overall record if they can get a win this afternoon against another Chicago Charter School representing the Intra City Four Conference. Chicago International Charter School Quest Warriors, who entered the year with a first-year head coach Alonzo Harris and varsity football team with an overall record of one and four. That one win coming from a forfeit as well, scheduled against Calvin Park. The Warriors are looking to gain some moral victories as well as a game bay victory. The Warriors have yet to score a touchdown this season, which would be a moral victory. They also have yet to get a physical win in a game, which would give them a game day victory. The young Warrior team is filled with talent as they look to pull it all together this afternoon at Lane Tech Stadium. We'll see which team reps the best for their school and for their conference. The game time is 3 p.m. If you're not going to the HBCU Chicago Football Classic, then come on out and catch some good high school football this afternoon at Lane Tech Stadium between two good and upcoming schools. Up next, you want to know what college recruits look for in a student athlete? Stay tuned. We got the info for you in City Talk on the H2S2 High School Holler Sports Show. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Illinois. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Illinois High School Association and the Illinois Athletic Directors Association. Welcome back, family, to the H2S2 High School Hall of Sports Show. Time now for some city talk. Now, we here at the H2S2 Show, we like to share helpful advice and information that we think could serve our listeners well, especially our student-athlete listeners who want to excel to the next level, meaning the collegiate level. Well, on today's City Talk, I want to share a bit of information from an article that I read from the USA Today written about high school sports by a recruiting coach by the name of Joe Lexi from Next College Student Athlete. Now, this article is entitled, How Coaches Evaluate a Recruit's College Potential. You can read more about the article and read the article in its entirety at usatodayhss.com. 
Now, I want to touch on a few points that the article mentioned that I believe could help our Chicago student-athletes excel to the collegiate level. Now, the first bit of advice that they mentioned in the article is coaches need to see you against other college-level recruits. Coaches say, they say, coaches really want to know how well they do, you do against other collegiate-level athletes. They want to see and watch about 10 plays of a college recruit going up against another college recruit. So if you're on that field or you're on that court and you know that somebody else is being scouted, go over and ask the coach, hey, can I D that man up? Or can I stick that person? Or let me have a, a shot at this guy. So that's something that they mentioned. Point number two, coaches want to see a simple highlight video that gets to the point. That, I believe, is very important. The article says many athletes make highlight films with the wrong audience in mind, while a cool tape with catchy music is more likely to get views on YouTube, coaches need to see a simple video that gets right to the point. And they also mentioned that in that video that the coaches want to watch clips of you not close up, but so they can see you on the entire field or entire court. They want to see how did you move within the content of the play. Point number three that they mentioned, coaches evaluate recruits' potential to keep improving. For many sports, evaluating a recruit's training is just as important as their current ability. So they mentioned what value of training is the recruit doing? Is the recruit doing strength training? What has the progression been like? And they give some advice that says that coaches not only want to see what you're doing currently, but rather or not you're improving or plateauing. They want to make sure that you give at least a list of your top five best times, scoring, and all of that. So those are just some tips from the article. Again, you can read the article in its entirety at USA Today, HSS.com. And I advise you, read it, print it out, keep it somewhere, because it was some great advice in that. Now, the H2S2 show, we took it a little bit further for you. This summer, we attended a, a great friend of the show, Toy Baylor, and the Baylor Youth Basketball Event, which many of Toy Baylor's events are NCAA certified. So this summer showdown event had over 100 college recruiters and over 300 student athletes who participated. We went out and we talked with Toy Baylor about the event itself and several college recruiters who were there in attendance, which confirmed some of what the article mentioned and much more. So we wanted to share some of those interviews with you so that you can even gain further insight on making it to the next level. Take a listen. High School Holla. NCAA, and you know it's the um, body and people for Division I, uh, Division II, Division Three universities. This is an exposure tournament where kids are coming, obtaining scholarships, and play in front of college coaches. And I talked to some some teams that I, I didn't even know existed. And, and talk about the experience of how it feels to have them come to the Midwest and be a part of this event. I mean, it's a, a really eye-opening experience for them because they are... Um, they really don't know where they stand 
state to state. And when they come to Chicago, they're playing teams from Oklahoma, California, Florida. And, I mean, these teams are out here really competing and um, really they're just really competitive. And a lot of teams get the short end and there's a lot of uh, teams that get the high end. But I really say when it's about college recruitment, it's no short end in it. If you get coaches on you, that's the whole purpose of this event. And a lot of these college coaches uh, spoke to the fact that the, the type of talent that's out here, they probably would not find in their own backyard. And that's a, a compliment in itself. It, it truly is, because like I said, you're dealing with teams from different states, and you just don't know what level your kid is on until you run up into well, a team from New York or a team from Florida, a team from Illinois, because, I mean, Illinois really has some really tough competitive teams. And, and the funny thing that I found out from the college recruiters as well, Toy, is they talked about how they judge the children's character, yes. not just the basketball ability, but the character and they said in the format that you have here it helps them judge a lot of these kids character right because you know what we have um had uh today that i noticed a lot of kids getting frustrated a lot of parents getting frustrated we had a couple of parents uh, who were uh, upset at their own kids and rushed their own kids and you know this is not a time or place to be ex you know um that's something you deal with in your home not in front of college coaches and that lets them know hey you come right off that list if you are aggressive you don't know how to deal with adversity. Um, you're a sore loser. You know, nobody wants uh, a kid like that in their program. And Toy, for the people who've supported you, what would you like to say? Because this is great support. I'm looking up at the second level and it's packed. Down in the lobby's packed. What would you like to say to the people that support you? Well, I want to definitely thank everyone for coming out here and supporting my organization. A lot of these teams have been with me for almost 10, 15 years and supporting our uh, events. So I, I look. Look, I appreciate it. I'm humble. Um, I want these teams to come back because it's all about the kids. Toy, thank you for allowing us to come. A great friend of the show, Toy Baylor. Baylor Youth Basketball. You can go to the website and learn about more. And thank you, Toy. I appreciate it. High School Holla. Dana Ford, Tennessee State. You get a chance to see the guys go up against, you know, good competition. You get a chance to see what type of character they have. High School Holla. Coach Willie Watson, University of North Alabama. Good event. I think it's very diverse. Uh, you got a group. Of, you got a lot of team from a lot of different areas that cover a lot, a lot of different pockets of the country. So it's always good for us to be able to, you know, kind of come to one place, kind of a one-stop shop. You know, to kind of see some guys from, you know, all different areas. Uh, especially for us, you know, we're we're moving to Division One in uh, 2018. Uh, obviously, it's going to be a, a process for us to get it, the program to where we needed to be. So I think uh, our recruiting base need to be be wide. Need to be large and wide and event like this it fits what we need in terms of being able to get eyes on a lot of different players from a lot a lot of different areas so so we have a lot of young listeners student athletes in high school right now it's like this helps build a student athlete's character all this is coaches we look for guys that affect winning i think that foremost regardless of what position we want guys it's going to affect winning in our program aside from that obviously after you've been identified as a physical talent to be able to help someone i think you know, the, the other levels in terms of academics and all those things checked out. You know, high character obviously is a big, big, uh, big deal for us. Being a coachable kid, you know, because, you know, everybody wants low-maintenance kids that know how to take on business. So, but I think, you know, in an event like this, it also shows you that 
I mean, it's millions of players out here, you know. So in order to separate yourself, you got to be able to have something that's unique about yourself, you know. So when it comes down to a coach recruiting you and another player that's similar skill set, similar sizes, you know, what what's going to be that extra element that's going to put you over the top, whether it be academic, whether it be, you know, your, whether it be your better teammate, uh, whether you affect winning more than the other guy. So I think little intangible things like that should be things that, that guys focus on and, uh, you know, just come out here and give it a shot. But uh, there's a lot of really talented players out here. And uh, like I said, you got to find a way to kind of set yourself apart a little bit. High School Holler. I'm Anton Samuels, assistant coach at Chicago State University. Coach, talk about how a event such as this helps in building a program at Chicago State. This event is really central for us because it gives us a chance to see players we normally wouldn't get a chance to see. Coach, we've been asking uh, some other college recruiters, what are some of the tips that you can give our young listeners who are not quite seniors but student-athletes coming up that a college coach would look for in an event like this? The first thing they're going to look at is your academics. Secondly is your character because those two things let a, a coach know exactly what type of kid you are. Coach, I appreciate your time. We hope that some of this homegrown talent in our own backyard comes and help Chicago State build a, a contender. Yes. After uh, the commitment we just received from Marquise Brown from Simeon, we're looking for a few more people to come join him, and we'll be off and running. Thanks a lot. High School Holler. How you doing? Uh, the name of my team is uh, Illinois Heat, and uh, I'm Coach Terry Head, founder and director of the program. I've been doing this since 1991. That's 25, 26 years. And, man, it's just like it's all about helping kids, keeping them busy, keeping them off the streets, and letting them play basketball. Hopefully one of these coaches will like them and get them in college. You know what I'm saying? You have a diverse group all across uh, from areas of Chicago area high schools, and we got a lot of coaches here, some from big colleges, some from Division One, Two, and Three. Because it gives an opportunity to get kids in college. You know, they can be seen by all levels. Um, what I try to train my, and tell my kids, it's not about where you go to school, as long as you do. So it's so many levels of schools here. I mean, for coaches, man, it's give them opportunity to play college basketball. Keep them off the west side of Chicago. Hey, better than, better than High School Holla. J.R. Wallace, assistant coach at Grand Valley State University. I've been asking quite a few different college recruiters, is it difficult to see them on an AAU squad versus their own high school? Yeah, because they play a different role. You know, they don't get as many shots. They got other you know, high-caliber players with them. And then the stage is so big. You got so many coaches in, in the building. So so the guys play out of character at times. But that's our job, to be able to sift through that and try to decipher who really deserves to play at your level and, and what kind of player they are. But to be able to see them in that high school setting where it's just them and they get so many shots, that's not – the AAU is more like what his college is going to be, to be honest with you, because you're going to have other – top-notch players with you playing how can you adjust what else do you do if you can't have the ball in your hand if you're not scoring what else do you contribute to your team so all those little things going back to your bench clapping your hands eye contact with coaches all those things are what we're assessing now what other kind of characteristics does a college recruiter get from a game like this like i said just their interaction with their teammates and how do they how do they lead you know when they're down are they are they ones in a huddle uh, you know, talking to their teammates and, and picking them back up, or, or do they pout when they when they're when they're losing? Are they are, are they blaming you know pointing fingers? So all those little things that I, I like to assess. You're know saying I tell our players not just you in the, in your own setting, but how how, how are you going to be as a man? You're know saying and those those are the traits that we get to see if they do that well or they don't do that well, and if you want to bring that into your family and your program. 
and Baylor basketball definitely does a grand job out here. Talk about the connection that Toy Baylor and her program has done in reaching out to you coaches such as yourself. She does a great job. She, she's really good. If people don't know who she is, she, she does a good job. She really knows basketball. You know, she's hit me up a couple of times during the season with some emails of some, of some players to, to get in the Chicago area that, that, that play really well. And she, she does a good job of staying connected to us. And it's always a treat for, for me to come here, see her, see her smiling face and her crew. And they do a good job. They know who we are. They know us by name. And, and they do a good job of that. And and for our younger listeners who might not be quite seniors, might not be on this level of AAU, what advice would you give them um, so that they can hone in and catch the eye of a coach such as yourself? Play hard. Play hard all the time and be coachable. You know what I'm saying? Everything's not going to always go your way. You know what I'm saying? But you have to be a part of a team. I tell our players all the time, hey, even as a husband, I'm a part of a team. You know what I'm saying? And, and you think that. Uh, you I know, bounce for that. <laughs> you're, you're a part of a team, so you got to play your role, whatever that may be. And so the, the, being a part of an AAU program and learning to be coachable is a key, valuable lesson in life that's going to take you not just winning basketball games, but it'll help you be successful and win games and win in life. High School Holla. Charles Bell, I'm representing Northern Michigan University, associate head coach, and I went to uh, Providence St. Mill High School on the west side, man. I'm from, uh, yeah, I'm from K-Town, Madison and Kildare. I mean, for me personally, I'm from Chicago, so I love coming down uh, and getting a chance to see not just the kids from our state in Michigan, but seeing them compete against kids out of Chicago, you know, guys that we're evaluating. And uh, it's a great opportunity to kind of figure out where these kids fall in the evaluation process. You know, are you a Division One guy? Are you a higher Division Two kid? And uh, and then for them and their families, the opportunity is all about scholarship money. Is there is there an opportunity for you to go to college without having to pay? And these events in the end, if you're able to prove yourself and prove where you fit, uh, give you a chance to go to school. High School Holla. How is Toy Baylor putting together these things? How, how does it help you guys? My third event of hers I've been to. Uh, been fairly repressed every time I come. The quality of teams, the number of coaches are here, the quality of players. Uh, I try every year to at least attend one event by Toy Baylor because they're always really good events. Uh, I've been to a couple of events. I came to one last year. She had one in uh, Indianapolis, I believe, that I went to. Um, her events are always good. Uh, the quality of teams and players that are here are always high level. I, I think a lot of times you can always tell the uh, the level of the events by how many college coaches you see in the building. And um, we go to events that you show up and, yeah, there's probably 20 coaches. Or you come to an event like this and you've got over 100 college coaches sitting here. Everybody's engaged, waiting for the next game, the next team. And it just shows that you're putting together a good product on the floor um, for, for, for the coach to see. That's why you do it. You do it for the players and you do it for the coaches. High School Holla. Marlin London, uh, Lewis University, and here in Romeoville. How great is it that a, a person like Toy Baylor brings a, a tournament of this size here to Romeoville? It's wonderfulness in our backyard. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's obvious you get to see the players, you know, talk to coaches and, and then mingle amongst the coaches to see, you know, maybe who's looking at this kid and maybe you might look at that same kid. It's, it's, it's kind of like fair game when you get out here. So it's one of those things where I enjoy it and I, Appreciate what, what, what Troy is doing, bringing this tournament here to, to Romeoville. Well, Coach, we hope that a lot of this Midwest talent right in your backyard just goes across the street to Lewis University. And thank you. High School Holla. Now that's what's up. Valuable information given to you firsthand 
by the H2S2. We'd like to thank Toy Baylor for inviting us out to her summer showcase event. Also, we'd like to give thanks to the college recruiters, coaches, and local AAU coaches who, as well for taking the time to speak with us. Again, f- read the article from the USA Today to get that f- written by Joe Lexi of Next College Student Athlete. Go to USA Today HSS.com. Also, you heard one of the keys in competing against other college competition. So make sure you go out and visit BaylorBasketball.org for Toy Baylor NCAA certified basketball events coming up in the near future. Now, next on the H2S2 show after the break, we'll introduce you to a woman who has an incredible story both as a coach and referee. It's coming up on the H2S2 Coaches Chatter right after this. Holla back! He worked out early, practiced late, and studied well into the night. The next day, he did it all over again. She missed time hanging out and socializing with friends so she could make it on time to practices and games. He became a top student and a confident leader even as he helped his team win back-to-back conference titles. She became a role model in her community, even as she led her team to an undefeated season. And when they finished playing high school sports, what did they do next? She graduated from college with honors and went to work for a successful company. He attended graduate school and became a difference maker in his community. Because that's what student-athletes in Illinois do. They use the skills they develop playing high school sports today to do even bigger things in life tomorrow. High school sports. A winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Illinois High School Association and the Illinois Athletic Directors Association. Are you looking for ways to reach new audiences and increase your clientele? Then let Urban Fieldhouse Media help you. We provide great packages that will allow your business to grow by serving as one of our sponsorship partners with any of our shows, such as the one you are listening to now. If you are interested in becoming a sponsorship partner, please contact Urban Fieldhouse Media at 312-772-5003 or by email at info at urbanfieldhousemedia.com for further information on our rate packages. We have opportunities for all size businesses, both local and national, to grow by reaching diverse audiences through our creative programming. So join us today and let's grow together. High School Holla. Steven Spoon Ramsey back with the best show for high school sports. You got it right here, the H2S2 High School Holla Sports Show. It's time for some coaches chatter. Our special guest today features a woman who served Chicago youth both as a basketball coach and referee. She has a remarkable story to tell as she was once a victim who came out victorious. And she also teaches us and tells us about how messes can be your messages from God. That's a strong statement right there. It's a two-part pre-recorded interview with Miss Tanya Johnson from the Chicago South Side. Our featured guest on this edition of the H2S2 Coaches Chatter. This is one I know you're going to enjoy. 
Take a listen. Steven Spoon Ramsey with the High School Holler Sports Show with a remote edition of the Coach's Chatter. We're joined now with a legendary coach in the city of Chicago, Chicago Public School Sports, Coach Tanya Johnson. Coach Johnson, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Tell us about your involvement in CPS sport. My initial involvement was is that I'm a teacher with CPS, uh, almost 30 years. And I got involved with CPS come the close of my career. Uh, I initially started uh, coaching and officiating in the community, trying to save uh, young men's lives. So I started out coaching uh, men, and I figured, well, I knew how the males treated me and or not. And I wanted to make sure that if I entered another arena that uh, we, we uh, were compelled to make gentlemen good, well-rounded uh, students first. I know people say it all the time, but I mean it. I'm an academic myself, so I expected nothing less from my kids. And uh, that's where it all began. And, and what school were you in? When I started coaching. Yeah, coaching and teaching. My initial uh, start for teaching was at Sojourner Truth School in Cabrini Green. Okay. Uh, I stayed there three years. I left and went to uh, Richard Wright, which is down the street from Orr High School, for which one of my uh, players is the head coach there, Lewis. And I'm very proud of him and his accomplishments. But um, to answer the threefold question, coach, referee, and teaching, I had to leave each school uh, maybe about every three years because anytime you started advocating for students and students, student athletes, even at second and third grade, a lot of administrators were not happy about that. Now, when we talk about coaching, let our listeners know which particular sport did you coach? I coached uh, boys basketball. I coached girls basketball for uh, two years, not uh, consecutive years, but uh, my heart was always with the boys. When did it start, Coach Johnson, your love for basketball? Age 11. Um, I'm from Inglewood, uh, born and raised. I'm not going to tell you my age, what I was. <laughs> no, I'm not going to make you do that. If I take this hat off, you see all this gray hair, you can kind of figure it out. But uh, age 11 in Inglewood, uh, started watching players and uh, admiring players like uh, Ricky Green. You remember Ricky Green? Yes, I do. Reggie Diaz. I used to go to IIT. I used to sit in gyms all day. Uh, from the time they opened, waited for them to open Chicago Park Districts. We went out to Chicago State. You remember when they used to have games out there? And I used to just take a notepad like you. And I just wrote. And I studied. And I wrote. And I studied. And I asked questions. And I took pictures. And that kind of thing. That's where it started, age 11 in Inglewood. When we talk about those games, those were some great games. I mean, Terry Cummins and and, and Doc Rivers and all of them participating in, in those type of tournaments. That was great. Oh, and um, also alumni from here, um, Skip Dillard. I don't know if he Skip went. Dillard, yeah. He uh, His brother coached with me on the coaching staff here as well. We spoke earlier about you playing two roles in Chicago Public Schools, coaching and refereeing. Let's talk about the coaching aspect. Talk about how you got your first opportunity at coaching. I designed my first opportunity of coaching. We started out at St. Anselm. That's where Ricky Green and a lot of those guys uh, play ball at regularly, uh, daily almost. I went and got some players, some students from St. Martin. I went to St. Martin Grammar School, 59 Princeton. Some players that were in my sister's class. She's six years younger than I am. And uh, in the community from the Park District. And we just went from there. My cousin. And I told them what, we, what I wanted to do, what my dream and vision was. And they made it happen. So you were pretty much AAU before AAU. I think so. I, I would like to believe so. If you said it, then I, I'll take that. I'll take it. 
And, and from that, from that group of young men, how did it, you know, launch you further into coaching? Can I tell you a bad story? Okay. Okay. Well, if, if, if you're willing to share, I will. Um, that that forced me to stay committed to the situation at St. Angelo. I had a group of uh, guys who beat all the neighborhood guys, uh, gangbangers included. I'm not sure. I think we may have lost one game prior to the playoffs, and that didn't sit well with the neighborhood um, administrators on the street. And um, what one said, actually the one who ran everything around there was, we can't beat her, but we like her. We respect her. And I just uh, tried to build upon the level of respect that I got from uh, the community and other teams. Um, what actually happened, the negative that I'm referring to is that we um, got caught in the dead end of the gym. There was one exit and I didn't know. I was so on fire, you know, power to the people and save it, trying to save lives. And, and, and I overlooked this one particular situation where a gentleman with disabilities was about 55 years old. Every day he used to say, Tanya, it's my birthday. And every day I would give him a dollar that I saw him and um, some candy because that's what he wanted. And he was trying to warn me that had I won that game, that championship game, that they were going to hurt us. And I didn't hear him. Thus, my other compassion for people with disabilities, uh, my nephew included. Didn't know where that was going to take me either. But what happened was the last two minutes, maybe a minute and 21 seconds, I remember the, the team that we were playing, their starter, which was another gang leader, second in command, uh, went up in the bleachers, just walked off the floor, fouled out the game, walked up, looked to the left, looked to the right, gave a signal, and people came out of everywhere. They came from behind the stage, they came off that dead end of the building, they came from outdoors. And I've never, I don't remember any black person or person of color owning a horse whip, but they had four. And they sat as we are sitting here, as I coached the game, and we're getting ready to, to, to what I thought, take this championship. They jumped over my head. They had designated people they were going to get first. They jumped over my head with four horse whips. And our trophies were here. And they took our trophies and they beat us with them. Wow. I was able to get out. Uh, I was able to weave through and get out. Uh, military background. I was able to kind of do that kind of thing. You know, and dodging bullets every day in Inglewood. I, I could do a few things, not much. But I got out and I tried to get call police to get some help. And uh, when I got ready to go back in to help my players, I, mean, I couldn't fight any man, but to go in and try to help them get out. This one guy pushed me back out, and he told me that they were going to uh, break my face, and he had orders to do that. And uh, please don't, I'm begging you. And he pushed me out, and I couldn't go back in to help them. Obviously, you kept going. It didn't deter you uh, from helping, wanting to help the community and help young men. How did you come back together in, in coaching after that. A couple meetings with my guys, see how they felt about being in these kind of situations, what we could have done to resolve that, what, what can we do different? Were they willing to continue uh, in this fight for injustice, you know, and, and what we know now is attack on the black man? Uh, were they willing to ride that out with me? And they said yes, and by any means necessary, and we did that, and we Actually, the, uh, the gang leader returned our trophies when he bought us new trophies when he found out that the second-in-command did that because he didn't have an order from him. So, I don't know, in, in street justice, I kind of looked at it like that, and uh, we planned and we strategized, and we went out to uh, to compete all over the city. We were the first team to even uh, compete at Merrillac House on Jackson. 
I know you're familiar. We played a lot of games in between, say maybe 10, 10 tournaments. And then when we got to the Merillac House, here again was the same situation. We're going to watch. You're going to watch us kill her. And then we're going to kill y'all. We're going to shoot y'all. In a 12-foot uh, fence uh, with a slave chain around it. And they locked us in. We talked to a lot of coaches about the challenges of coaches, and I don't believe I've heard any challenges to that extent. Outside of that, what are some of the other challenges as a coach that you had to go up against? Sexism, prejudice, and I don't know if I don't know if I uh, am supposed to say this, but God told me to speak my truth and deal with the consequences later. If so be it. I think I've dealt with enough. Uh, injustice and consequence up to this age over 50 but uh my official official if one had to recognize was here and i think this is what god led me to do is to choose this place where it was uh not so pleasant leaving although we had all those accolades and that you suggested uh that um i got terminated on the front door of these steps we are conducting this interview at the Western House High School on uh, Chicago's West Side. And so you also coached here. Yes. Uh, and I want to uh, send accolades to the new principal here. He had nothing to do with it. this uh, establishment, this beautiful football facility, this beautiful campus that looks collegiate uh, was not here. I was in the warehouse part of the school. With that challenge, that in and of itself, all I've known was basketball my whole life. As you asked, age 11 to at that time, 38. When some the rug is pulled from under you and you have no forewarning, when you work 364 days a year, early in the morning to late in the night until someone says, all right, and we'll see you again at 5 a.m., what do you do? That's all I knew. So um, it was a wrongful termination, and I beat that case. So that was the most hurtful of those other two. You know, there, there are a lot of things that happen in between, but, but that in and of itself, you met uh, my former player, uh, Darren Gafford, who's uh, now assistant coach here. I've never, if I may expound upon that, um, what got me through, I'll extend upon your question, was him. At age 14, uh, we talked one or two hours about what his role should be in my absence. For me, that was more important than what happened to me and uh, how he can galvanize the players to uh, continue with some of the things that I try to teach them. And he did a magnificent job, as you can see, because otherwise he would not be able to secure a job, what is this, 14, 15 years after the fact? Another reason why I chose to be out here was uh, to be a support uh, to him. He's not the only one. I've got a lot of successful players, you know. I say that with pride. I'm excited about it. They were family, family men, and that was what my purpose, my calling was before I had a child. And when we talk about that, Coach Johnson, just as we're talking about the challenges of coaching, that has to be some of the rewards of coaching. So what are some of those that you experienced? Uh, this is a very selfless uh, job. The pay was not equivalent. It was a stipend. You know, like, I don't know, $500 or something for, you know, 12 months work. Uh, but my kids, I call them my kids still. Uh, they are managers. Uh, Home Depot, they're family men, they're married, they have children, they're raising them right. I've got some that own stores and their own businesses, hardworking men. And that same thing I tried to convey to them on the uh, court is what they do in life. And so if I'm not answering for myself, those are uh, some great, great accomplishments. I take pride in that. 
those are the things that people don't see on trophy cases and things like that. So those are great rewards of coach. Great rewards. I, I've been asking other coaches about a recent article uh, not too long ago that was submitted by a local newspaper. It talked about women and coaching young men. Uh, what's your views on that? Uh, obviously, you've experienced it. It's come out to be some challenges, but you've overcome those. What is your opinion about women coaching young men? I think we give it a, another dynamic. Unbeknownst to soothsayers, that, that would not say so. When I began on the South Side, I only knew one other lady. Um, an older lady was, she had a, a son that was playing and she didn't feel that uh, the men were doing her son um, and his friends justice. And she started herself. So when I first started that first couple of years, I played against her all the time. I think she was, um, I looked at her, uh, I looked up to her. And I think that if you are not haughty, and if you're humble, we have uh, we deposit something different in uh, our young men than anybody else. And I first, and I know they like to keep everything separate, church and state, that kind of thing. I took my, my boys to church. They attended my college graduation. I wanted them to have vision. Um, I don't know. Um, it seemed like we've lost something along the way over the last 15 years. It doesn't look the same to me. I don't know if... I think our commitment is different. I think we're willing to go the extra mile because we don't have any choice. If we're trying, we're trying to prove something uh, that we're as good and or we're as good as uh, uh, the next fellow. I would like to believe that I had uh, some uh, contributing factor in that, and that uh, there's somebody behind me. I don't know a lot of women. There was a, one more, I think, at Austin when I was coaching, and there are a couple in the community, but I don't really know. Uh, what their contributions are at this time. What do you think about the accomplishments of Dorothy Gators, who's a Hall of Famer, a woman who probably went through some of the similar adversities as sexism and things like that? Well, she's a little bit older than I am. And actually, I went to a basketball camp when I was 12. So like I said, I was doing all that studying at 11 and 12. Asked my grandparents, could I catch the uh, L to DePaul with Ray Meyer? And she was there. And again, for me, uh, a, a role model, uh, another pioneer, if you, if you know, if you will, and I just uh, try to pick up some of her attributes and her commitment. I think she's done a wonderful job. I had opportunities to uh, referee a lot of her games as well to see people like uh, Cappy Poindexter come up and a lot of those other girls. And so I think you know her accomplishments are great. You know, ours is a little different. I think on the other side. High school holla. That's part one of this edition of the Coach's Chatter featuring Coach Tanya Johnson. We're going to take a quick break, and on the other side, we'll learn more about Tanya Johnson, the referee. Stay with us on the H2S2 Show. High School Holla. With a name like Cruise Planners, you might expect us to only sell, well, cruises. But in fact, what we sell are unforgettable travel experiences, regardless of where you're headed or how you'll get there. Because we believe the freedom to travel should come with a freedom of choice. We call it our cruisitude, a positive outlook on life and zest for travel. Whether you're looking for an all-inclusive resort in the Caribbean, a history-rich European tour, an exciting African safari, an intimate river cruise, a memorable ocean voyage, or a destination wedding of a lifetime. Cruise Planners helps take the stress and burden of planning it all off your shoulders. Because we understand the hardest part about travel is the actual planning. 
You know, spending hours upon hours online comparing prices, reading hotel reviews from people you don't even know, and trying to figure out what to do when you get there. I mean, why spend four weeks planning your one-week vacation? It can take the fun out of the experience. But luckily, Cruise Planners Travel Advisors are travel rock stars. All of our travel agents are travelers like you, but have an encyclopedia of travel knowledge. So just let them know what you want to experience, and like that, they can personally design your ultimate vacation, no matter your travel style or budget. And you can take all of that knowledge with you when you download the Cruise Planners mobile app. So much travel information right in the palm of your hand. Cruise Planners is an American Express travel representative and also has access to exclusive travel offers so you won't have to worry about whether you're getting the best value for your experience. Your Cruise Planners travel professional is here to help turn your travel dreams into a travel reality. So contact your Cruise Planners travel advisor today. High School Holla. Welcome back to the High School Holla Sports Show, Coach's Shot. We're speaking with longtime basketball coach and referee Tanya Johnson, who shared an incredible story about her coaching career. We now talk about her career as a basketball referee. Here's part two of the H2S2 Coach's Shotter with Tanya Johnson. We briefly mentioned about you refereeing. How was that transition from coaching to refereeing? It was a little difficult because, again, uh, before you can get that respect and a level of coaching from uh, men, they felt like they could tell me what I could and could not do. You're going to choose, and this was verbatim from quite a few people, uh, until they understood that I put the work in to make my own decisions. And that that can be controlled like that. They didn't like it. And so I, I suffered uh, a lot uh, from that. But I wanted to show my kids when I coach girls and when I coach guys that you could be a two-sport letterman at this level either. And you control your own destiny. God tells you what you do, what you do out here, and what his purpose is for your life. And if you do it, you reap reward. And if you don't, there are consequences to your actions. So I did both uh, for the same amount of time. And when we talk about the transition from coaching to officiating, are those two different types of stresses, I'm sure. <laughs> well, I guess the question I want to ask in that regard is, which was more stressful for you, coaching or officiating? I'm not sure. There was so much stress that um, I think the other one gave balance to the other, if that made any sense. Yeah, I, I just pressed. We just pressed. I had 18-hour days. And they were split between the two. Um, I had opportunities also to make it uh, to the state finals in officiating, but I got sick and I had to stop. So I was on the last leg of that, as well as getting ready to go and uh, train in California to uh, officiate at the next level. And I, I couldn't because I got sick. When we talk about officiating and we talk about coaching, which is uh, harder to deal with? Deal, it was it harder dealing with players as a coach or coaches as an official? Coaches as an official. <laughs> I love my kids. My kids love me. Um, I didn't have children until uh, 15 years, 20, 20 some odd years after my fo- first coaching uh, position at like 18 years old or something like that. Um, I, I, I don't know. I just felt like proud mother, and so you didn't reap that same reward in officiating. Uh, that was a different kind of proving your self-worth when the the powers that be told you you weren't going to do 
that if they had anything to do with it. And they made good on it, kind of. When you had the opportunity to coach some of your own players, was it uh, a different aspect for you to actually see some of these players that you started? Now you're on the officiating side of it? I rarely officiated any of my uh, players' games. I wouldn't put them in a a situation ever where they had to, uh, uh, where there was conflict on any level. Talk about the, the number of talent you've seen. You've seen talent on both a coaching level and an officiating level. Um, the talent in the past compared to the talent of today. I don't think it's enough instruction. I don't think that the um, commitment across the board is there. Sometimes it's, uh, like I said, this is selfless. But sometimes I think it's selfish uh, for coaches to live out their childhood or... Uh, their childhood through the kids and I never did that I just wanted to see them progress I met um, some players that I've watched like Arthur Agee on a documentary I had the uh, privilege of meeting him I only deal with people how to deal with me and if I see any mistreatment along the way with, with kids I don't associate I disassociate myself I've always been like this I've been a, a loner the thing I take pride in is knowing that I owe no man nothing but to love him because I did not, uh, I didn't succumb to the pressure. And I didn't do things that maybe other people feel compelled to do today. I never compromised, ever. And that put me in a position not to move as fast in either arena that I would have liked. But when I came up, uh, there were players from Inglewood uh, that I loved watching play and almost seemed like what God deposited in Michael Jordan, I almost had an eye. My deposit was in my eye. And I could see that um, there were players that should have been in the NBA. And because of their choices, they forfeited their opportunities. And I wasn't willing to forfeit mine. And any other uh, gentleman that I came in contact, I tried to teach them not to forfeit theirs. That's awesome. You, of course, over, I believe you said 38 years of teaching, coaching, and refereeing all together. Almost 30. Okay. A little over. All right. Uh, Talk about some of the, the best memories as a coach and some of the best memories you have as a referee? My best memories as a coach um, was to be the first at almost everything. I like being the first at Merillac House, although we had that injustice from the South Side. I took pride in that, like being the first to run a K-Swiss and Sherna Shoes tournament across the street from uh, St. Ignatius in the project, Uh, being the first to design programs at Duncan Abler, and meet people like uh, Joe Doherty and uh, Klein Smith and his father who officiated players like Jawan Howard and I'm sure he'd probably laugh if he ever heard this but I don't know uh, when he didn't make a free throw at age 12 and 13 at Gary Morgan Classic behind Simeon High School uh, and wanted to play with my team when he got mad with his coach and me turning him around to tell him go back and apologize and stay. And I try to teach my guys, my daughter and my nephew as well, when you start something, you got to finish it. I try to be consistent across the board, fond memories. Uh, my team was called Showtime. Okay. That was, And I think that's what we brought to the floor each time we came to uh, any uh, arena. Uh, we played all over, and we weren't scared to go anywhere. We played at Foster Park, Garrett Morgan. We traveled anywhere there was a tournament. We we were there. Referee fees were uh, funny because I sponsored everything. I paid uh, I paid their way. I paid paved our way. So again, that they could say as well, and he'll tell you 
I owe not, nothing to nobody. Um, other fond memories were uh, my sister being by my side uh, every step of the way, uh, sacrificing um, her life. Neither one of us are married uh, because we put in almost 30 years uh, in this thing. She's six years younger than I am. Um, the gentleman, uh, when my mom got sick, diagnosed with breast cancer when she was 50, uh, coming to uh, practice. And my guys knowing there was something wrong with me. Now, that's supposed to be the reverse. We're supposed to know something's wrong with a kid and take them over to the side and counsel. But it ended up that my kids counseled me. Uh, we know something is wrong. And when I try to play it off, we run in the, you know, um, the court corridors because you know, every coach runs corridors and, and all of that kind of thing. And they said, no, what's wrong? I told them. They forced me to. And then they went home with me to take care of my mom. I think that's one of the most fun. And my grandfather who had a... Uh, Senility, Alzheimer's, and a bile obstruction. Uh, one of my kids uh, cooked for my mom. Uh, he's now a chef to Skip Bayless's brother, the chef. I take great pride in that. He has three boys, I believe, and a, and a girl. And they're doing well in school, academics-wise, sport-wise. Going to uh, the finals, unfortunately, and I, and I struggle with answering this question. But if I'm going to be true and I can go to sleep tonight, I have to tell the truth. I was not on, I wasn't afforded the opportunity to sit on that bench when he took that national championship for the sexism and uh, the bias. And that hurt me a lot. Uh, it hurt me more to, to see them hurt, but him hurt, especially because he was me when I wasn't here, when I no longer was welcome in this building. Um, but for him to take that last charge, which that's when we practice as freshmen, sophomores, all the time, juniors, when people didn't find any value in doing those kind of basics in addition to free throws and that kind of thing. So you asked the question, what's different then than now? Uh, I taught skills. I taught basic skills. And um, we didn't know how this was going to come uh, to fruition, but it did for the school and for that group of guys and for the alumni. And it put Weston House really back on the map again after all those years. So um, I was grateful when he wanted to give me his medal and that kind of thing. And, and I didn't take it because I thought he, he deserved it and he earned it. And so those kind of things are the warm, warm fuzzies uh, for me. Him uh, graduating and attending uh, Quincy. I don't mean to keep talking about Darren Gafford. I'm sorry. It's just because we're out here and I'm just trying to make, I'm triggering and making a connection. But uh, going to Quincy uh Quincy College, uh, Quincy University, when, you know, that's not a spot for people of color um, and all those who went to college and graduated, um, that's paramount for me. When we met, we met at the Legends Take Back the Street event over at Collins High School. How was it? For you to see some of those legends that you either coached against or saw raised up in this ball game of basketball. Rashid Griffin from King. That was another one I used to sit in the corner and, and, and note take about. I think I snuck in one of King's uh, practices one time with Landon Cox. And someone we've had on the show, Landon Cox. Wonderful. All the little point guards and Jamie Brandon and all those got Marcus Liberty. Oh, that's another one. Uh, playing at the YBI Classic. And we beat them. And that was the first time um, those kind of things happened. Uh, uh, South Shore Tree, you remember him? Uh, having the opportunity where you once sat in the corner, note-taking, to have the opportunity to play against a gentleman like that and uh, have my guys who people thought were nobody with Showtime 
to play against uh, that kind of uh, competitive nature was just wonderful for me. I want to give you the opportunity we give to all our guests to say hello to those who have supported you through the years, those who have seen your hard effort and work for these young men in the streets and to mold them into being the men that they are today. We like to say give your hellos, but we like to call them give your hollers to the people out there that supported you. First, giving honor to God. You know, we, we, you know, most people start those kind of award shows with that, but I would like to end that if we come to the conclusion that had it not been for him on my side in all of this, my sister again, who was with me uh, from day one, who believed in the vision, I never wanted to quit. You know, there's some other things I might have wanted to quit. She said, we don't quit. We don't do that. To all my players, all my players, uh, Showtime, all my players, Showtime 1, 2, uh, all my players, Westinghouse. There are a lot of people that I gave uh, a lot of credit to. And this is the first time in my career I'm able to give any credit to myself. For you and your wife, I'm really eternally grateful. This will be the first time in my life that I've had peace about all the madness that came with um, wanting to make a difference in kids' life on both sides and teaching. That for the first time in my life after I met you all, that I could sleep. I'm going to shout you all out for your effort. My daughter saved my life. I had her when I was 38. My daughter is my lifeline. I live only for her. My nephew, who has autism, to be able to, to meet every challenge in life and not be able to even speak to age seven, to make honor roll, to make a student council representative, have music going to the Smithsonian and gold medals all in Special Olympics. My mom battling lung cancer. Uh, my grandparents for their sacrifice. I left my paper with my notes on it at home, actually, because there are some things that I, I did want to, to notate. Coach, we always have you back. You know, you got a lot of you got a lot of history. You took that microphone away from me, and you like, oh, I'm sorry, you're talking too loud. No, 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 you got a lot of history, so don't think this is the last time you're gonna be on our show. Yeah, I just I want to work with you guys. That's what I want to do. I'm there for you guys. Coach, let me first but just say this, Tanya Johnson. We thank you for your contribution to CPS Sports to the young men, and not only that, for honoring us. To be in your presence and being on the H2S2 High School Hall of Sports show. We thank you very, very much. Thank you so much. Next time, next interview, I promise, there are some women who've made other contributions that have played basketball for me. One Latrice kid was my child before I birthed my child. She's my namesake. My name is Tanya Latrice. She's my namesake, and she is she's at Prairie View now. And she has a daughter uh, who's beautiful. And so I want to give her that shout out. I, I do, because she made a difference in my life when I couldn't have children. Well, we definitely look forward to having her as well. Thank you again, Coach. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. High School Holla. We hope you enjoyed listening to that remarkable story of Miss Tanya Johnson. We thank her for blessing and inspiring us never to give up. Thank you to Coach Tanya Johnson. Next on the High School Holla Sports Show, we're going to talk about Title IX. If you don't know what that is, well, we'll tell you more coming up in Diva Sports on the H2S2 show. Holla back! Are you looking for ways to reach new audiences and increase your clientele? Then let Urban Fieldhouse Media help you. 
We provide great packages that will allow your business to grow by serving as one of our sponsorship partners with any of our shows, such as the one you are listening to now. If you are interested in becoming a sponsorship partner, please contact Urban Fieldhouse Media at 312-772-5003 or by email at info at urbanfieldhousemedia.com for further information on our rate packages. We have opportunities for all size businesses, both local and national, to grow by reaching diverse audiences through our creative programming. So join us today and let's grow together. Imagine a world where kids no longer played football, or baseball, or basketball. Hard to imagine? But what if no adults wanted to officiate? Right now, there's a critical shortage of high school officials, and you can do your part to make sure kids keep playing. For more information on how to become a licensed IHSA official, contact your local high school or visit the IHSA website at IHSA.org. A message from the Illinois High School Association. Stay in the game. Yo, 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 what's up? Are you a sports fan? Do you want to impress your family and friends with the knowledge of the game while in the stands or roaming the sidelines? Well, the High School Hall of Sports Show is looking for you. We are seeking dedicated students from all over Chicago and the suburban high school area to join the H2S2 Sports Reporting Crew. If you want to be a part of the H2S2 Reporting Crew, here's what you need to do. Send an email to H2S2 at UrbanFieldHouseMedia.com. Again, that's H2S2 at UrbanFieldHouseMedia.com. And in the subject line, type, I want to join the H2S2 reporting crew. And in 100 words or less, tell us about your high school pride and your high school mascot and which team you would like to represent. Every email will be reviewed, so don't hesitate or wait. Here's the chance to join the H2S2 reporting crew and to get signed up for your school because you never know if we will be at your school next. Tune in every Saturday night from 6 to 7 p.m. to the High School Holla Sports Show. High School Holla. Welcome back to the H2S2 Show. Time now to show our young sisters in sports some love in Diva Sports. Now, if you're tuning in for the very first time or you just got on to the show, the Diva Sports segment is the segment we produce to show you how Chi-Town girl athletes rock. This segment is produced to provide coverage and highlights of all girls' athletics. Also, in encouraging our young sisters to keep their heads, heels, and standards high in sports and in life. Because on this show, doing Diva Sports... That's right, this show is dedicated to our young sisters and women in sports. But as you heard me mention before the break, we're going to talk about something that's very serious in dealing with the participation of girls and women in sports. It's called Title IX. Now let me tell you a little bit about Title IX. Title IX states that no person in the United States shall, on the basis of sex, be excluded from participation in, be denied the benefits of, or be subjected to discrimination under any educational program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. Let's take a a moment to break that down before we go too deep into it. 
Title IX was established in 1972 to provide everyone with equal access to any program or activity that receives federal financial assistance, including sports. This means that federally funded institutions such as public schools are legally required to provide girls and boys with equitable sports opportunities. Now before Title IX, one in 27 girls play sports. Today, that number is a little bit increased. It's two to five. While we still have a long way to go, before the girl has an equal access to sports, especially girls of color, it is clear that we are making some great strides. Last summer, at the 2016 Rio Olympics, the world watched as women after women broke barriers, shattered records, and won titles across a multitude of sports. Now, it's evident that the impact of Title IX is long-term and far-reaching. Now that the door is open, more women and girls are taking advantage of the opportunity to play sports and carrying the lessons they learn from sports far beyond the field of play. Sports help girls find success on the field, in the classroom, and in the boardrooms across the country. To that... I say go Title Nine, go. Now, if you go on the IHSA uh, website, it makes mention that the national high school sports participation has grown while Illinois maintains the top five ranking. That's right. IHSA ranks top five in participation. Led by the largest one-year increase in girls' participation in 16 years, the overall number of participants in high school sports increased for the 28th consecutive year in 2016-2018. And we rank top five. The breakdown in as far as the states go, the top 10 states by participants remain the same. It was Texas and California topped the list again, followed by... New York, Illinois, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Florida, Michigan, New Jersey, and Minnesota. Illinois finished fourth. We need those numbers to grow, and we're going to do it because Chi-Town Girl Athletes Rock. That's our diva sports. More H2S2 to come. Stay with us. They are role models and educators. Their work requires a great deal of time and energy for very little pay. Who are these unsung heroes? Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. The simple truth about education-based athletics in Illinois is this. Without a committed team of coaches and administrators, it just wouldn't be possible. School sports, they bring out the best in all of us. This message presented by the Illinois High School Association and the Illinois Athletic Directors Association. Hey, ever wanted to make a good impression cooking or grilling for family, friends, or for that first date with the person you just met? Well, let me give you something that can make that meal the real deal. It's Sullivan's Original Barbecue Sauce. This barbecue sauce delivers a blast of intense flavors that complements not only barbecue and baked beans, oh, but it's oh so sweet. It's a great marinade treat on steaks, and it's sure to amaze when served as a delicious glaze on chicken, turkey legs, and even salmon. Sullivan's Original Barbecue Sauce is exclusively sold in the deli section of Calabria Imports located 
located at 1905 West 103rd Street. Now put a smile on someone's face and give them the taste of that Sullivan's original barbecue sauce. It gives every meal a thrill. You don't know me yet. High School Holla. This is John Crivellone representing everyone from class of 1976. This is Trina Smith representing everyone from the class of 1988. Holla! This is Scott Kaziki representing everyone from the class of 1990. Holla! This is Bryce Hardy representing everyone from the class of 2015. Holla! This is Keith Giles representing everyone from the class of 1985. Holla! This is Mark Douglas representing everyone from the class of 1980. Holla! This is Joel Simberg representing the class of 1986. Holla! Hello, this is Preston Jones representing everyone from the class of 1987. Holla. This is Josette representing everyone from the class of 1989. Holla. This is Kim Taylor representing everyone from the class of 1991. Holla. This is Laura representing everyone from the class of 2004. Holla. This is China representing Kenwood Academy Broncos. Reverend Strong representing Fairy Admiral. Cecilia Mosley representing Bowman High School, Lady Bengals basketball. This is Lucas Williamson representing Whitney Young. This is Coach Cassidy representing Whitney Young High School. Hey Chicago, this is Leo Negron representing Chicago's West Side. Tuned into the High School Holler Sports Show. This is Coach Larry Williams representing Chicago Vocational Cavaliers. Carlton Williams from Bloom Township High School. I graduated 69. I'd like for you all to tune into the High School Howler Sports Show. I'm Coach Hardy, coach of Perspective Math and Science Academy Wolves, and we support the H2S2, the only sports talk show, high school sports. This is Coach Rick Ross with the Lamont Indians, and you're tuned into the High School Howler Sports Show. This is Pastor Isaac B. Green of Life Church, representing the class of 1988 in the Julian Jaguars on the High School Holler Sports Show. High School Holler. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the H2S2 Show. Got to say special thanks to all of our guests that joined us this week. Toy Baylor and the Baylor Youth Basketball Organization. The many college coaches and recruiters that joined us. As well as Coach Tanya Johnson for sharing her remarkable story. We can't leave you out. A special thanks and much love to you, the listeners. Because of your love you show to us, we do what we do for you. So we got to thank you. Hey, also, if you missed any parts of today's show, you can always listen to this broadcast and other archive shows and segments on our website at urbanfieldhousemedia.com. Don't want you to forget, we are available on iTunes, Podcast, and SoundCloud. Find us under Urban Fieldhouse Media. Find us also on our social media pages, Facebook and Twitter, at Urban Fieldhouse. And like our page, the High School Holler Sports Show, on Facebook as well. Until next week, we'll holler at you next Saturday. I want to say a special I love you, wife, Donna Michelle Ramsey out of Jackson State, representing another HBCU, the Tigers. want to wish you all blessings to you all. And be safe the rest of this weekend. We'll holler back at you next week. High school, high school.